Elite Physique University, your source for all things physique enhancement. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to Elite Physique University. I'm John Gorman, your host. We got Jason Theobald, just like old times. What's going on, man? How are you? I'm good. Uh, you know, just got back from training and um, my day's kind of on the on the downslope, which is nice. And um, yeah, man, it's warm out. It's nice. This is my this is my type of season. So uh, I'm I'm good spirits. Yeah, me too. Just got done with a quick workout next door right there with you. You're looking uh, awfully tan. We were just talking before the show started. You've got the, I saw the pool all heated up. You've got everything working yep. from your phone, I think, these days, yep. right? Yep, from the phone. It's it's pretty slick, dude. Like at night, I can turn the hot tub on and get all the lights on, get the blower going, the bubbles, the music before I even walk out. So it'll be nice for winter too, you know. Um, but, uh, you know, there's a little extra costs involved to do that, but uh, you only live once and that's why we work hard. Right. And I, I like my pool. So. Exactly. Are, are, are you going to miss it? Probably not. Probably um, not. Yeah. Um, let's, let's catch up, man. Anything new and exciting with you? We, we've started to drop quite a few podcasts. We're back in the swing of things. We had to take a yeah, little man. bit of a break, but we're going to have these things dropping left and right. What's yeah. uh what's new with you or anything cool that you've learned in the last week? Um, you know, Business on the Scooby side is still good as nor as usual. Uh, really helping a lot of people with weight loss resistance. I mean, like real, you know, weight loss resistance where they can't, you know, get the fat off deficits, cardio, all that. Um, having just amazing results. Uh, so you know that I'm staying really busy. Um, as far as some of the other businesses, uh, you know, Advanced Vitality had another record month, and we had 14 days where we didn't have Megan and uh, one of our other consultants taking calls. So. Uh, when you're when you're missing about 14 days of taking calls and you're still hitting record months, uh, you're you're doing something right. So um, the new opportunity there is um, me and Troy may end up being co-hosts for the Real Man Show. It's a new reality TV show uh, that will be on Pursuit Channel and Hulu. Um, they'll have like eight episodes, and um, we'll we'll go we'll fly to location. Like they might have Ted Nugent, uh, Kevin Sorbo, just different guests on. We'll be flying to a location and uh, they'll work ABH in into the show. And uh, we get obviously access to all those viewers, get our brand out there. And then, of course, we get to co-host. So a little, um, you know, awareness for personal, too. So um, that opportunity is really cool. Uh, it came from Boom America because we got to know one of the um, people that we were hooked up with, who's really a great marketer. Um, he's always on CNN, CNBC, different things like that. And we've become friends with him and he wanted Troy and I on. So, uh, just, just, you know what, man, just a lot of good opportunities hitting my way. Um, I just feel blessed and I feel lucky and, um, I don't know, you know, I, I don't, I, I guess I've worked hard through the years, but I don't really know that I feel like I've worked hard enough to have everything I have, you know, but it, it's a cool thing. So. It's interesting. You know, one of our questions actually revolves around everything that you just started to talk about. We'll get to that in a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, for you to to co-host or host anything to be featured, I know your speaking abilities. We talked about this a couple of podcasts back. Like you, you're going to be able to go into any environment. You're going to be able to talk about anything that you need to talk about. It's all in your wheelhouse. It's going to be natural. You're not going to be nervous. Nope. Um, I don't know if Troy listened to the show or not, but how about Troy? Is is he on the ball like that? Like, yeah, you know, man. Because was, you're trained in it, right? Like this is your life. Good. Um, so when we did Boom America, man, he was good. Like we never had to take extra takes, you know, because of him or anything like that. And so I think that's okay. why the producer is confident that that Troy can do it as well. Um, 
So yeah, you know, I, but I would say for me, all those, all the speaking, all the podcasts, um, all of it has kind of played a role into being able to just do it without takes. And that's what they yeah. like. It's practice. Practice makes perfect, man. Well, I, I love it. I love seeing all the success. Um, real quick with me, I don't, I don't have a ton. We do have new products launching by the time this will drop. We'll have our new chocolate peanut butter cookie protein powder. It's a blended protein. Um, that no one else out there is doing that. So that's kind of cool. That'll be a first in the industry. Then we have a natural chocolate peanut butter. So what okay. we did is we took our normal chocolate, added peanut flour, right? Dehydrated peanuts, and it's all natural. Um, okay. It's got six, I think, ingredients. Um, and that's that's interesting. I, I don't see a lot of chocolate peanut butter naturals out there. Nope. So we wanted to do that. Of course, you guys have an awesome peanut butter. Um, we've seen that. And then we're also going to start carrying your menstrualies, new ethics menstrualies. Yeah, we just placed an order for that product. today. So by the time this drops, yep. We we've had the, you know, I've got a lot of girls taking Chase Berry to kind of help with some of that stuff. But when I looked at menstrualies and dug into it, I was like, okay, this is this is the uh the thing that I need to add. So it'll it, be great for women. It's one of those products that we've been dumping more marketing into because once women try who really have that problem, they're just like, holy shit. Like I really didn't know there was something that existed natural that would literally make me feel this much better, you know, and all they got to yeah. do is start it seven days pre, pre, pre period and take it through the symptoms. I mean, it's uh it's a badass product. So any women listening, if you're kind of like, eh, I don't know, I'm telling you right now, it fucking works. Yeah. Yeah. We're excited to add that. And then just on the personal front, I've got a big speaking engagement at the grit summit um, where I'm going to talk about uh, growing your business through extreme customer service. And that's going to be something I'm super excited about. So I just had a phone conference with them today about and what is what, where is it? What was that for through? It's called a GRIT Summit, okay. G-R-I-T-T, GRIT Summit. Yeah. It's a business conference, business and leadership, and I got invited to speak um, nice. just to how Who to- Who promotes I, it? Or is it someone you know? Or uh, The girl that reached out to me used to be a member of my gym back in the day, and she okay. worked for the company. So okay. they, they brought me on board and suggested me, but no one else in the fitness space is there. Oh, okay. A lot of entrepreneurs, uh, a lot Very of people cool. well-known in the public speaking world and things like yeah. that. So, okay. you know, she asked me today, she goes, hey, so like, what do you need? Do you need like a confidence monitor in front of you or any of that? I'm like, hell no. I was like, I don't need anything. Give me something to click the slides with and I will roll. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm a confidence ready. monitor where they like roll like what you're going to say or. Yeah, it's more of so I had to ask her too, right? It's more of so they can see the next slide coming. And I'm like, some people are so like they memorize their slides and all that. Oh, people yeah. like you and I, we just speak from the heart because we do this every day. Yes. So yeah. um, I told her, I'm like, no, I'm low maintenance. Like I'll, I'll be okay. good. Um, so anyway, that's just going to be fun. But our, our, our topic today with these podcasts, first of all, shout out to Kayla, who's not here. She's taking care of personal business, take care yeah. of family, take care of dad. Uh, our thoughts are with you. And she's always a big part of the show these days. She Huge puts work. all this together for us. Yeah. So uh, we're missing her. <laughs> Jason and I are organized. Like, <laughs> yeah, you and I are sliding into this thing sideways, just get yep. it recorded on time yep. today. But we do have a good show. We've got four really good questions. I'm just going to dive right in. Let's and I it. like this first one uh, because we just talked about rebranding your business the other day, Jason. Yep. So our, one of the questions sent in asks, when is it time to rebrand a training yep. business? So when did you know it was time to rebrand? Well, here's the thing. Um, I think I knew probably a year before I did it, but I had reservations in that, you know, how's it going to work? You know, are they going to, you know, the website and how's it going to work, you know, with emails and how's it going to work with Instagram? And I just never sat down and like thought it all through, but I had that feeling that I was just going in a different direction and prep no longer 
it's it's a it's a thing that we do, but it's not everything we do. Right. And so I think when your your name, your brand, your goodwill, you've outgrown it and it and it basically implies one thing that you do and you're doing 10, it's probably time to to think about a rebrand. Um, so far, I mean, it's been met with no issues. Um, I've seen no drop off in people hiring me. I've seen obviously only really good things about it. Um, so I think when your name no longer, and your name is part of your goodwill in, in, the, in the industry that you're in, and when that no longer really encompasses everything you do, I think it's time to at least have the discussion. Yeah, I, I, I love that. And if I can add something that I see people do that I think is a mistake, I see people rebrand way too soon and they're rebranding because their businesses aren't growing. So they think the whole key is, well, I'm going to change the name of my training business that I've had for two years because it's not growing. I'm not getting new yeah. people and they're missing the boat because rebranding is not going to bring you a whole bunch of new customers. It's actually going to make you have to stop and fucking go backwards and try and yep. tell everybody who the new XYZ brand yep. is. Yep. And I think you nailed it, man. Like when you start having so many different things that you do and do well um, under yep. one umbrella, rebrand it. And I don't think there's ever going to be a problem there. So I thought, I thought your rebranding was perfect into Scooby Health. I yep. liked Scooby Prep and then you did a little Scooby U and that was kind of the other stuff that you were doing, you know, all the classes and boom, you just bring it all into one place, Scooby Health. And it makes a hundred percent sense, hundred yep. percent. And so I, I've, I'm kind of unique in that I've had two rebrands basically um i was under natty nutrition for my first five years um and the reason i did that rebrand was at the time my wife uh, who's you know I'm, I'm divorced now but she she was working in the business and she had a lot of gin pop clients and they would come to the website and see me on their flexing and my prep business and you know a lot of her emails would say well i don't want to be as muscular as the guy on your 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 page like i'm not that serious i just want to drop a few pounds and so we thought shit like i'm like scaring gin pop away we probably need to roll me out of the business and start a whole completely new brand so that was yeah. almost like um i don't know if that's a rebrand or not that's like where you're kind of rolling someone out and and splitting uh businesses um, so that's another way you can do it. If there's two or three of you, you know, if one, if, you know, is not serving the other one at all, like I was not serving the gym pop coming to the page, we just decided to pull me out. And I'll tell you what, that was one of the best moves we ever did too. Um, yeah. from there, Scooby prep blew up, she blew up and we were crushing it. Um, so for me, I don't know if that's a total rebrand. Um, someone in the business world probably will give it a name. Um, but, uh, both times well that time definitely was 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 helpful and so far the rebranding seems like it's a good idea as well so for yeah. me it's been twice but it's been helpful i know i'm i'm somewhere close to that i need to go ahead and do it because i've got books i've got podcasts that we do supplement like the whole nine yard supplement companies classes like i need to um and you know in, a, in the accounting world, it's Team Gorman LLC over mm -hmm. everything underneath it, yep. um, kind of like an S-Corp type setup. But yep. to actually rebrand, I'm probably getting there because everything's just kind of stagnant where it is. And if you can bring it all in-house, kind of keep everybody together. So it's a really good question. I love our business questions on here. I, I wish we could do more of those. Um, and we will, we will more in the future. Here's the next one. All right. I, I really like this one because I, I think so many people are wrong on this. So I'll give my take. Um, see what you think too, Jason. 
Can you gain muscle on a ketogenic diet as well as a carb-based diet? Why or why not? And you know what? You guys just did a really good podcast, The Excellence Cartel. I, I don't know who your guest was. Very knowledgeable ketogenic guy. Oh, uh, Ben Azadi. Yeah, wrote Keto Flex. Flex. Great book. I'm about halfway through. Great book. Okay. Yep. Um, I want to make sure I frame this. We're all bodybuilders, physique enhancement enthusiasts. So the way I answer this um, it's going to be a little bit different than a lot of people, especially in the research world. But can you gain as much muscle on a keto diet versus a carb-based diet? I always tell people no, and here's why. You can't. You can always have protein higher on a carb-based diet. You don't have to worry about gluconeogenesis and conversion over to carbs and things like that. On a keto-based diet, you can't have your the higher protein goes at some point. It's going to start to convert and it's going to kick you out. So you are limited on protein intake. Where a carb-based diet, you can have higher protein. Being bodybuilders and physique enthusiasts, I can use me as an example. If I'm running a keto diet, I'm at about 180 protein a day. And if I start going too high above that, I start to get kicked in and out. I feel the keto fluid starts to convert over into carbs. If I'm on a carb-based diet, I can have 250 protein a day easy. I can have up to 300. My stomach doesn't feel good, but I can have 250 protein. And when it comes to building muscle, higher protein is always going to win. Like it just is always going to win. So if you look at spending a year on keto at 180 grams of protein a day or a year on a carb-based diet of 250 protein a day, to me, muscle gain is always going to be higher the more protein that you can take in if total calories are equated. So like 2,500 calories for me on either setup, but I'm getting 250 protein versus 180. I just know the growth is, is going to be better. Um, and I know you know, ketones and fats are protein sparing, but total protein, like that's what people need. You know, it turns on protein synthesis. It turns on growth, things like carbs and fats fuel the process of protein synthesis, but you're still not getting as, as many aminos at the end of the day. So for people that train hard, like us with the volume, like we do and the muscle damage, higher protein has been proven for a long time. Higher protein is always going to be king. So that that's my thoughts on it. Now, will we ever see research on that on people like us? I doubt it. I would love to. Um, that's just my thoughts on it, Jason. I, I I don't know what your thoughts are, um, what you've seen and what you felt before, but so I'm just going to speak from my own experiences. Um, number one, I don't get keto flu ever. I don't know what it feels like. I I I, I just don't get it. Um, so I was talking to Ben Azadi about it and he said that I'm what his whole book is about. Like I'm, I'm metabolically flexible. Like I yeah. can get in and out of keto very quickly and that's what you want to be. Um, so I never really kind of knew that was like a, a thing or like, a, you know, a good thing or whatever. Um, so here's the deal. Um, I've had times in my life where I've been pushing way too many carbs and I'm toxic, uh, meaning I'm, I'm having insulin resistance issues. Uh, I don't feel good. As soon as I switched to a ketogenic diet, I, I feel like I'm responding to my training. I know it sounds weird, but I get a pump again. Um, and it's because my insulin is starting to do its job. And I'm probably one of those guys that overdo the protein and it might be converting a bit, but I burn so through carbs that I can eat 250 grams of protein, 90 to hundred fats. And I don't, I feel fine. Um, and I feel really good. And I've grown on doing just that in shows, especially when like things weren't feeling great and I just switch over. Do I think you can gain as much? I don't. I think you need carbs to saturate the cell, to create, you know, a wetter environment. That's more of an anabolic environment. You're going to be very yeah. dry. The cells can be very dry on keto. 
But I do think you can gain on keto. And I think that there's certain instances and times where it's going to be more than, than yeah. maybe another time. Um, and so that's what I've seen on it. But like I said, I can run my protein pretty high and still not get keto flu. Like I feel, I feel good. I feel fine. So um, I'm a little bit of an outlier there, but I think anyone who can put themselves into a surplus uh, in keto, even if you do have to do it the way John does with 180, you're, you can still build. It's just going to be slower than if you went like with a moderate carb protein fat approach under the same surplus. So, yeah, I, I definitely, I, I heard you guys talk about that on the podcast. I was driving back from setting up some wholesale accounts up in up, upstate and I thought, Hey, I'll listen to this. I haven't heard of this guy. And I heard him talk about that. And I thought, you know what, knowing you the way I do, that makes sense. You, your protein, you can keep it super high. And I think anyone on a ketogenic diet listening, you always need to push the boundaries and find out how high, because the higher you can get your protein, the better. But once you get to he that even threshold. He talked about that. He's like, when, right? when it's, I'll start, yeah, he said, I'll start it low to get people into ketosis, you know, and really keto adaptive. He's like, but once they're there, I start moving their protein up so that they can build more muscle. Yeah. Yeah. Makes so makes complete sense. I like to use that, you know, one gram per pound of lean mass of muscle mass. Yep. That seems for guys like us seems to work really well, but definitely push the limits. And if you're somebody's training harder, more volume, six days a week, five days, whatever, you can probably get away with a little bit more protein. So, yeah, I think you can. And, uh, you know, if you're someone who maybe has to do the little bit lower protein, I would definitely recommend changing your diet when you're keto. Um, I would do probably two feeder sets into one all out failure set and then be done with the exercise. Um, that's always worked really well for me when I go into keto and a prep. Um, if you're going to try to do 12, 15 reps every set and take each set to failure, you're going to burn yourself fucking out. Yeah. It's man, it's tough because you don't have a lot to get a pump there. And you know, you and I have got great products to take beforehand, you know, things like essential energy. That's what I have really good. I actually think R and I were talking about today. I'm going to, get some more soon here some bulletproof yeah Yeah. i'm taking my training a little more serious right now these days so i'm gonna get a little little pump product but yeah you know that's another whole other topic but when i'm on keto i really really bust my ass to try to figure out how to get a pump you know and it's a lot of salt um you know i'll do mcts that are quicker burning um i'll do like your pump product a lot of citrulline you know uh those types of things um push your water high right before you're going to go train, like get, get a good amount of water mm-hmm. in, even if it's a fake pump, you got to do your best to get that, get that pump going and that feel that muscle. You know, it's interesting that you say that because I'll throw in one more. So if you're looking at, even though we're, we're kind of going off course here, it's okay. Um, I've been using your liposomal L-carnitine yep. I take, here. I take two. Yep. Yep. It's got citrulline in it, which is nice. I take this before I train. I've taken this twice a day, actually. Um, I like this, you know, we have a powdered L-carnitine. I carry yours as well because some people yep. like this versus the powder. I've been taking this during my diet phase. It's great to help with pumps. And here's the bulletproof non-stem yep. pre-workout That's that I have. Yep. And we also carry L-citrulline More as well, citrulline. just in a power. Yep. So I add half a scoop of that. And yep. if I'm keto, or my clients, I add in your new ethics, essential energy. So that's like the perfect fucking yep. storm right there yep. to go get a pump. Um, because it, you need a pump on keto because it's just, it's just brutal. Like it's just, it's just brutal, but everything yep. helps. Yeah. Extra sodium, big time. Um, yeah. All the pump products. And for some reason, hitting that MCT pre always seems to do a little better for me. I, I don't know if it's because it's burning quicker or what, but um, yeah. I think you'll get a better pump. Let's uh, 
I'm going to skip number three. I, that That's kind of a big one. I want to say that one for the end. Okay. Uh, can you both give your two best tips for bringing up a lagging body part? So why don't you give one, sure. I'll give one, and then you give one again. And I'll Because if not, I'm afraid if you give two, you're going to fucking give mine. Take them so. both. Okay. <laughs> Here's, okay. So in my lifetime, I would say my worst two parts were chest and calves. Now all I do is get talk. People talk about my calves, chest. Eh, the attachments still aren't great, but it has improved. What did I do to bring my calves up? I worked the fuckers every time I was in the gym. Um, in between every set, I do body weight calf raises and I flex the fuck out of them. Five second flexes to the point that they, they cramp. I'll do like fifteen to twenty of those in between every set. And when I start my warm up, I do calves, like calf work every time I'm in the gym as part of my workout. So I usually do about four or five sets heavy of calves before I warm up every time. And then I still do a, a calf set where I'll do two or three exercises when I train legs. Um, so you're gonna, for me, what I've found is to hit it more often. And I'm same with my chest. Every time in between sets, I do 10 to 20 push-ups, usually off of a bench and I'm just mm -hmm. squeezing the shit out of it. And then I hit it twice a week. So for me, what has worked is more volume, but not always heavy, heavy weight and breaking down the joint, but more volume, sometimes just body weight shit. And then adding in obviously the weights and pushing it, you know, obviously progressive overload and all those things, but hitting it with more and more sets uh, that are not necessarily heavy, but very much contraction uh, has helped a lot. So I'll, I'll kind of piggyback off this a little bit different answer, but in, like a lot in the line of that thinking of just higher volume. So if someone needs to bring their chest up, what I, what I will do with them is they'll train it twice a week and their total volume, their total sets for the week are going to be higher. So I might have somebody train chest on a Monday and a Thursday, and they may do 16 sets, four exercises, 16 sets on Monday and another four and 16 on Thursday. And if they've got great legs and a great back, I might have them only train those once a week. They're still going to grow. They're just not going to grow as fast as your chest. So volume seems to be king there because everyone's going to train with hard intensity or, you know, most people are. So it seems like you add that extra day in, it gets that extra bit of growth. And if you look at training body parts twice a week over the course of 52 weeks a year, you're getting a lot of extra stimulus because when you train a body part, it's pretty much done growing after about three days, four days anyway. So you may as well train it again. Yeah. So that's, that's how you bring up uh, the, the first way I like to help people. What else you got, man? Um, let's see. What else have I done over the years? Um, well, this gets into like pads, but I mean, this is a yeah. conversation about elite physique. So let's say you want to bring up your legs. So when you use pads, I would hit, um, let's say you use a little bit of insulin on your other days. I would double it on your leg day. If you use two, I use a GH on every other day. I would do four IU and I would use some type of RBC increasing product. So I like Anadrol. So 50 makes Anadrol. So you're hitting extra GH, extra slin, extra Anadrol. And then I usually give them almost double their usual carb intra-workout. So if they're doing 40, usually I do 80. That works amazing in bringing up weak body parts. Um, and if something is so weak and the rest is a really good, they might not even get insulin. You know, I might drop that. Maybe they don't get the draw. Maybe they just get like extra, you know, GH if, if, if it's not, you know, it just depends how you do it. But if, if it's really, really behind, I, I use all three and it works extremely well. So, you know, if someone out there is trying to do it, 
the GH, I do time pre-workout. Some people say it doesn't matter. I think it does for the roundness of the muscle and the fullness. So I would hit that and my insulin about 20 minutes after you've eaten. So eat, wait 20 minutes. If you want to, if you eat 80 carbs pre-workout, you can do up to eight IUs of insulin. Um, so, and you can talk, you can run your GH up to 10, what if you want, but I mean, I don't, but you know, you can, you can do that. So it can be double what you would use. Um, and then hit the anadrol right before you go as well. Those types of things will help immensely. So what's, what's the pump like when you're, when you're running that protocol on a weak body part day is the pump uh, extreme? It's, yeah. it's, it's blown up. And that's the point you're, yep. you're stretching fascia, you're stronger, your mind muscle connections there, everything that you need to connect and feel better and be stronger is where is, is in that process. And then yeah. of course I hit it, you know, citrulline, um, creatine, um, all those things in that carb matrix that's being shuttled into the muscle from, I mean, what is insulin? It's a shuttler, right? It shuttles right. nutrients. GH is going to volumize the cell, RBC in production with the anadrol. So all those things timed on a weak body part will, will help bring that up to rest them, re match the rest of the physique. Yeah. People, you know, there's so many different components to hypertrophy muscle gain and cell swelling is a big one, right? Like it's, it's why powerlifters look a certain way and bodybuilders look a certain way because powerlifters always lack the cell swelling component and the more cell swelling, the better mind muscle connection. Like you're starting to round out. Remember this is bodybuilding, right? Um, and it's probably a weak part because you don't connect as well. My weakest parts with parts I didn't connect as well. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's kind of helping you have that mind muscle. Connection. So 100%. perfect. Perfect. Uh, the other one that I have is, has not been proven, but it makes sense to me. And I've had some really good success for the last 10 years implementing this is when someone trains a weak body part, I have them train it obviously with the higher volume, but I have their highest calories for the week on those body part days, because it makes sense to me your protein is going to be high, but if you're going to stack your carbs and your fats on top of that, and you're going to recover even more that day, you want to be recovering the most on your weakest body part. And I've always, yeah. I've always paired that. Now, some people say, well, maybe you should train your weakest body part the day after you, you have a cheat meal or free day or whatever the fuck, right? Have a refeed. You can train harder, but it's nice to have all those extra calories go, especially if you're in the off season and you're growing anyway, like if you're dieting, yeah. you're probably not going to grow. So if you're in the off season, you're going to train good anyway, and then have all the extra food. So in the trenches, anecdotally, I, I've seen that work really well with bringing up weak body. 100%. Parts. I mean, that's why I like to double their carb intake on those days in the intro as well. You know, it's the same principle, you an extra 200 calories or so um, right when they need it. Um, so yeah, all those things, you know, work. Um, and if you're a natural athlete, you know, you only got so many uh, tools. And that certainly was something that I think would work really well. 100%. All right, man, this this one's a this one's a, an important one. We don't normally get stuff like this. I pulled this from I did a consultation the other day and I thought this is perfect for you and I. Okay. Uh, here's here's the question. Um, hey, guys, I have to admit, when I see others doing more than me, such as you and you, and John and Jason, it makes me feel like I'm so behind and I need to catch up. I have 60 clients and I make good money, but you guys have supplement companies, written books, you have online courses, podcasts make a lot of money, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's almost overwhelming to me. Have you ever felt this and how do you deal with it? So this mm -hmm. is uh this is interesting, man. I, I actually made a post about this today, um, but this is going to come out after that. Have you ever felt like that earlier in your career? Do you feel like that now? Do you see other things like, like talk about that? Uh, you know, 
I'm, I, I'm trying to think back. And um, I, I'll be honest. I, I feel like you and I, and this is not meant to sound cocky by any means, but I feel like in certain ways we've been kind of pioneers. So I, there wasn't a bunch of people in our position to sit and look at, at least I don't remember, that had you know supplement lines, uh, podcasts, books, uh, HRT clinics, uh, you know, you know, a, uh, a university, all these different things. I, I don't remember someone having it. So I wasn't sitting there at the ground level saying, man, I am really stressed out because I'm not working fast enough or I'm not working hard enough. I just don't remember having that. Um, I've personally always just moved at my own pace. Um, and when things made sense business-wise, that's when I would capitalize. I mean, I had my first HRT clinic talk five years ago with my business partner, Troy, but we didn't have all the pieces and we really didn't, you know? And so we shelved it and we did it when it was, was time for us. Yes. There were other HRT clinics out there, but I never was like, Oh man, I'm, I'm missing the boat. Like I'm not going to be able to get in now. If you want to talk about, do I still have stress of, is this going to work? Is this thing going to work out? Is all this going to keep getting, you know, more and more better and, you know, continue to rise to the top. I have those kind of stresses all the time, but yeah. I think because we were earlier in the industry, I never really had too much where I was like looking around like, oh shit, man, I'm just not where I need to be. And you also have to remember the person who asked the question, you know, I'm 45 and I think John's got a year on me. So like, yeah. I mean, we aren't 28, you know what I'm saying? Like I, when I was 28, I didn't even have Scooby prep. Like that helps put it in perspective for y'all. Um, and maybe it was just dawning. It was, I, was, I think I finally got Scooby prep rolling around 2007. I, I, I can't do the math, but I think that was right around maybe when I was 30. I can't remember. Um, I was born in 78. If someone out there wants to do the math, but it was around there. So my point is, a lot of you people who are 24, 25, 26, and you already have 60 clients, you're ahead of me. Like I was a lawyer uh, and just doing this shit on the side for vacation money and stuff. So I get it. You're seeing what John and I are doing, but you also have to put it in perspective that you're probably 20 years younger than us and you're don't rush. Like it all has to hit at the proper timing. What your job right now is to do is to hone your craft, hone your skill and get really fucking good at coaching so that you have other opportunities. And your other job is to make friends in the industry. That's all you got to do. Make friends in the industry. John and I started out as friends and then I prepped them and then we just stayed in touch. Make friends, be likable and opportunities are going to present themselves to you. If you're quiet and you don't put yourself out there like I think people who don't come to like our speaking events are fucking dumb. I mean, yeah. no offense to anyone out there. I, I probably shouldn't say it that way, but like, seriously, like they're not that expensive. I can't tell you how many people from those I've met and hired or we're doing business together. Yep. Like, it's amazing. Um, and they just came and shook my hand and showed me that they want to work hard. Um, same with my courses. Like I pluck people out of there left and right to coach on my team. You know, now they're making 10, 15, 20 K. So, you know, you got two, 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 two things you need to do, especially under your thirties, hone your craft and fucking make business relationships. I think that's, that's it. If you're doing those things, you're fine. Like John and I have what we have because we've been around for a long time. Yeah. John. Yeah. I, I, I don't really have a lot to add to that. I can throw something out there so I, I can compare you and I, for example, you're, you're farther ahead than I am right now. And for some people, they would look at that and they would think, okay. Jason's 
making more money. Jason's got a nicer house. Jason now has an HRT clinic. And I think this person, so this person I talked to is 51, but it can be anybody, especially people in their 20s, right? Because they definitely feel that. And people see that and they start to lose focus on the actual thing they have. And they're worried about trying to catch up and they feel incompetent and they feel all these things. When all you have to do is exactly what you said, Jason, you've got to triple down on what you're doing right now and go out and make connections. Like you just got to keep doing a good job of what you're doing. I'm still honing my fucking craft. Like every year, like I'm learning new shit. I know you're the same way. Like you're reading keto flex. As a matter of fact, like, dude, you've known about keto for fucking 15, 20 years. You're reading keto flex as we speak. I'm reading more as a tool than I ever have in my life. Yep. 100 percent so, tell you that yeah so my i guess the only thing i would say to people is if you start focusing on other people's success and you feel incompetent you're going to lose focus on what you have right now yeah. to keep tripling down and do those things jason said so um it, it's an interesting yeah. topic it's it's what, is, one what that, does gary v say i think he says do what you do and do it really fucking well like you don't have to do a million fucking things do what you do and if right now your biggest business is 60 clients then focus on that. If you want to grow, how do you make it a hundred? Like, how do you do it? Well, you got to improve your processes. Mm-hmm. You know, how long does it take you to program a client? You know, I can program a client with SIBO, uh, Hashimoto's, and you name it in probably 30 minutes, but it's because I have a, a system. I have a, a process. I have, it's called fee for function. Everything pre-fills and then I adjust it. I'm not really typing everything. What are your processes like? Are you clicking five different screens to look to review for your client? I click one. How do you get to a hundred? Those where you kind of need to look at if you really want to grow, like your processes and your knowledge and, and then you'll grow, you'll get there. And then as you get to a hundred clients, maybe that hundred client is the person who says, you know what? I've always wanted an HRT clinic. I know a doctor. Well, if you never got to that hundredth, you wouldn't have had that opportunity. So you just keep growing and keep your eyes open and, and meet new people and make new relationships. I love it, man. This has been a, a fun episode. If you're listening, we've got everything you need in the show notes. If you need to get a hold of us, send us a message. If you want to check out anything that we've talked about, it's all in the show notes. And we do ask, please leave a review. You know, we've got a lot of good five-star reviews, but we're always trying to get more just so the podcast is more popular. Please leave us a review. Um, And we appreciate you guys, man. Jason, I think it's probably time for us to go enjoy some sun, man. Yes, sir. All right. From Jason and myself, we're out of here. See you guys. Uh